Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. We are back, Chuck Kaplinski. Yes, we are back. And should we should we give any more validity or I guess air to the Will Smith fire? Not and, yet. No. Okay. Not yet. Um, I know. Uh, I think what was it? A Netflix film is being put on the back burner that he was going to go in production on. Um, I don't know if anything else has been kind of you know treated in the same way because he's obviously a very busy man. Uh, this is just going to take some time. Just going to take some time, and you know, time heals all wounds, as they say. Very true, and time is of the essence. We could go on and on with different time references, mm-hmm. but let's don't talk. waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about time in regards to Pete Davidson. And oh. his hilarious skit that he did on Saturday Night Live. You're the one that, that showed me that clip. And I never watch Saturday Night Live anymore. I was in a hotel room. Um, my son was at a soccer tournament, so you know how that goes. I do. And just nothing else was on, and there it was. And, uh, yeah, he had one of his great short films called Short Ass Movies. <laughs> uh, and all about he, him and his two buddies and how, you know, if it's over an hour and 40 minutes... You know, give me a short-ass movie, a really short movie. <laughs> and uh, so they go on and on about the, uh, the, uh, the, the downside of anything that, that's over, you know, 100 minutes. And you and I have talked about that right. repeatedly. Uh, you know, I would love the return of the 90-minute movie. Right? <clears throat> and it's kind of funny because Pete Davidson's movie, The King of Staten Island, I think it was mm-hmm. called, was like two hours and 17 minutes. And they refer to that right, yeah. in, in that skit. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, check it out. Google Saturday Night Live, Pete Davidson's short-ass movie. Yeah. And you'll find it and uh, take a look at that. And the people at Netflix uh, found it. They are right on top of things. They are not shy. They they don't hold back. They barged right they in. They give the and public they said, what it wants. That's right. And so now they have a, a category. Category, and they have a gazillion <laughs> categories, but one of their categories is short-ass films. <laughs> Way to go, Netflix. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, look at that when I get home tonight just to see what they have listed under short-ass movies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> it I really mean, is. And you and I have said that, please, just make it 90 minutes. If it's not, let's look at a miniseries and, and hook us that way because it's if it's a three-hour long thing. But you know, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I complain about those young kids out there who have no attention span. And they do refer to that in the song. Right, and they do. I was do. very yes, grateful yes, for yes. that, that yeah. they, yeah, we have no attention span. Yeah. You know, I, I hate that, you know, when I put down, it's like, okay, well, let's watch, you know, you should watch, oh, it's, it's two and a half, I don't want to watch that. But we do the same thing. But <laughs> it's about how you use the time. Right. You know, I've sat through three-hour movies and I've wanted more. I've sat through 90-minute movies and I've, it felt like three hours. Spell like three hours. You know, yeah. it's it's all in how you how you do it, and it's just that. But I think you know those damn kids. You know, they're just not going to give certain films that deserve the length they are a chance, and, and that's what worries me. Yeah. Okay. Well, check out Netflix. I'm going to. You're going to yeah. see what they have in their shortest got. films, and maybe we should come up with our own list, and we could maybe give that to <clears throat> the people of Netflix and see if they have. See those. if they have those. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm um, all for it. Well, let's talk about what's opening this weekend then, mm-hmm. um, both digitally streaming as well as in theaters and maybe even a combination of the two. You are so much better than I am about staying on top of how people can watch these movies. Because to me, it's just like throw a dart, blindfold on. Well, and it's, you know, and sometimes I get it wrong because it's constantly shifting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the film industry is still trying to figure this whole thing out after COVID as far as... 
how people want to watch movies. Uh, and I, I, and again, I still haven't been able to crack how they look at this from a financial point of view. Uh, I know a couple of weeks ago, the Chris Pine film, The Contractor, mm-hmm. opened same day on Paramount and then in some theaters. I mean, how do you look at the budget of that or whatever they paid for that and say, oh, okay, we're going to get our money back if we do streaming and that. I mean, I don't, I don't understand the logic of it yet. It's, it's just got to be a whole different budgetary process mm-hmm. of, of how they figure out what their budget is for the year, what they spend on film development, and then how many people are buying their services, how many advertisers, right. and go from there. It's, it's got to yeah. be a totally different formula that they're using now than they did even two years ago. Yeah. I, bet, I bet, you know, I would mm-hmm. love to read, I'm sure we'll see a book or two uh, in a couple years. I would love to, you know, because this is not stuff I think they teach in business school. Right, right. They're learning this on the fly and still trying to figure it out. So I, I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of mistakes are being made. Oh, I'm sure, but they're yeah. rectifying things. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll find out. So another Chris Pine movie. Yes, this my week. God. And, you know, uh, all right. So this Chris Pine movie is, to me, much better than last week's The Contractor Chris Pine movie. Mm-hmm. And it's called. Um, all the, All old the old knives. knives. Why? Uh, I think it because, you know, we've got so many flashbacks and all the different techniques that we used to use that we're now using in the present day as he's interrogating people. That's all I got. Okay. That doesn't make any sense no, at all. Okay. I'm so I, did, I didn't know either other than the fact that as you look back, things become more dull. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Cute. No, okay, so Come that on. that was not fair because I actually liked this movie, and on our website, I did say that I recommended it. Okay, I'm gonna um, look while you're uh, blabbling on. Okay, I'm gonna try and figure out what the title means. Okay, so <laughs> what we have is two CIA operatives, and they're part of a failed mission that results in more than a hundred people dying. Um, it's a result of a hijacking. Yeah, terrorist thing. And a terrorist thing. And so, you know, they're all pointing fingers as to what they did wrong, who did what wrong, and how could this have happened? We followed the rules, you know, what needs to change? And they're all feeling horribly, horribly guilty. It's a very small team of CIA um, people, probably like five or six people on the team. Um, and then six years goes by, and now we um, are opening the case back up again because they suspect that there was a mole mm-hmm. responsible for the loss of those lives of women, children, and men aboard the plane. There's nothing worse than a mole. There is nothing. You know, actually, mice. Mice in your house. A friend of mine is going through, like, an infestation of mice, and that would be worse than that, a mole. You know what she needs? What? A mole. A mole. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a cat. <laughs> I tried that, and then Start we got ringworm. Yeah, so it's just like a, it's like a domino effect. Anyway, so back to the movie. Um, we've got Chris Pine, who plays Harry. He's a young agent um, back in that time period, mm-hmm. and he's romantically involved with uh, Celia, who is played by Thandie Newton. Um, I always feel like I'm lisping when I say Thandie. Well, yeah, and you know who I was supposed to be? Michelle no. Williams. Oh, was it She was really? originally cast, and there was some scheduling things. Not uh, to, not oh, to knock, interesting. Not to knock Miss Newton, but I love nope, Michelle Williams. Nope, you know what? That might explain some things in my mind as to why. I tried to dissect why I didn't love this film, because the story is really good. We, we meet this couple in their workplace under duress and we see how they're interacting and we 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 see how much they care for each other and then we flash forward as when Henry is interviewing all of his other former colleagues as to what actually happened and then he finally connect reconnects reunites with Celia who is now married and has children and is talking about that fateful night um they lacked chemistry i never felt like they connected, and even it, in the flashbacks, even in the flashbacks, I didn't feel that chemistry. Okay. All right. And I was trying to figure out why. 
it's a compelling story. You know, who was the mole? What happened? What really happened? And who, who are really the good guys and the bad guys? Again, that same kind of question that we asked back in the other Chris Pine movie. Um, so that was the only thing that I could come up with. I didn't, I didn't feel like it had that energy that it needed. And why didn't it have energy? Because I didn't see those two characters connect. I loved, you thought it had too many twists at the end. I loved the twists at the end. I didn't see them coming. So I'm not sure that I, I loved both twists. Mm -hmm. um, because I like to be able to think that you gave me all the clues in the movie to come up with this twist and it, it, and, and it went over my head. No, I, I love that. This didn't go over my head. I don't think they gave me all the clues. I was going to say, I don't think they do either, but that I don't feel as though they cheated or were disingenuous because once we do find out who the person is and why it all happened, it all made sense to me. I mean, it didn't seem as though they, they were, you know, cutting the legs out from under us and it came out of left field as far as it being illogical. Okay. It, the, the logic was sound to me. Okay. The only problem I had was that it, I just wish they had been a bit more daring with one of the twists. Okay. Uh, the fact that, you know, uh, everyone has to be seen in a positive light. Um, yeah, I like this one obviously more than you did. I like the fact that, you know, as he's investigating and as he's looking up his old cronies and when he finds out something suddenly we've got to shift our whole perspective on what we think. Yeah. I, I really like that because you think you're onto it and then like, oh, wait a second. You, 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 there's this you didn't know. Oh, man, so it might be that guy. It might right. be. I really like that. And I like the fact that it didn't, even though it's a complex narrative, it didn't feel long. And I don't think, it, I don't feel as though it overstayed its welcome. Okay. You know, it's an hour 42. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Shortest film. It's, it's you know, not bad. Uh, so, and, and it just kept me, uh, it kept me interested. I can see what you're saying about the chemistry thing. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. And, and, I, and I just couldn't figure out why am I not connected to this movie because it's based on a book and the guy who wrote the book, his name is Olin Steinhauer. And I'm going to guess that that was a really gripping and intriguing book. And I wonder if the casting between the two main stars made a difference. Because I did not realize Michelle Williams was supposed to play the part of Celia. So what do you have against Chris Pine? I got nothing against that guy, okay. man. All right. I'd like to have something against that All guy, right. but I got nothing against All that right. guy. All right. <laughs> no. He's a really nice guy. I interviewed him once. And he's, he's a sweetheart. I, I met him at Sundance. Did you? For, yeah. Um, gosh, what was the name of that movie? It was one of his first movies. Uh, and it was probably the same one that I interviewed him for, People Like Us. No. Okay. Nope. It was, I think, before that one. Wow. Okay. Um, so great excited. movie. And so, he was he was a sweetheart. Not that tall, which I was learning yeah. at that time that no Hollywood actor mm, very is very few tall. Very few of them are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nice guy, nice guy. And the guy that directed this movie, his name is Janice Metz. And he did, I don't know if you ever saw um, McEnroe Borg or Borg McEnroe. Yeah. I liked that Good movie. Film. Yeah, yeah. I liked that too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. I liked it. I think you'll I enjoy it. I liked it more it. than you. I'm not that. going to rave about it. I think it's going to a movie, be a movie that, you know, in six months I'm going to say, all oh, the old knives. What was that one again? Yeah. yeah you know? I know you will. I will. I know I will. you will. <laughs> Even though there was a lot of wine drinking in it, I thought that. Oh, there was. was yeah, they were, they, were in, uh, they were in Carmel by the Sea. <laughs> and it is a beautiful area and some pretty amazing wineries right nearby there. Yeah. So, yeah. Except they, they, they had a lot of white wine. Which I'm not a really big white wine drinker. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, on to what else is opening up there? We got, oh, oh, oh. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about the new movie. Mm. 
Ambulance or or Ambulancen because it is a remake of yet another Danish film. And did you do you know how long that original Danish film was? Uh, eighty two minutes. Yes. Yes. Eighty two <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Eighty two minutes. Short the remake. Some. The remake is a hundred and thirty fucking six minutes. A hundred and thirty six. Almost two times. Yeah. Well, no, that'd be about. Let's but not do the way bad. too long. Way, <laughs> way too long. You know, and uh, maybe this is unfair, but I, I almost wanted to say to you as you were reviewing all the old knives, don't be so hard about it. Think about what we just said. Yeah. Yeah. In comparison, I mean, it, that's a masterpiece. Okay, that you know. is a really, really low bar. Everything, yeah, I, I, Tom sure, and Jerry sure. is going to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, this movie, Ambulance, you know. I, I don't think I have ever, and I've been to some movies with you where you were like really pissed off about wasting your time, but I have never seen you so angry after a movie has finished. You know, I, and, and you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting even more curmudgeon than I was. But yeah, when you're wasting my time, but also when, when I think of the money spent and how that's just flushed down the tube. When I think that, and in my review, my written review, you know, I said that there's a trust, there's a bond, that there's an implicit trust that viewers have with every director when you walk in the theater, okay? You, as a viewer, we, you, you allow each film to have a little bit of stupid in it. You know, sure, sure. You suspend belief. There's a suspension of disbelief. You know, you okay, okay. That's not going to happen in real life. Fine, we'll let that one go. Right. Yeah, yeah. But Michael Bay and other directors abuse that. Yeah. You can't uh, expect me to what? It comes across on the what? It comes across. Yeah. (laughs) You can't expect me to accept all the stupidity you're throwing at me and not eventually feel insulted. Right. You, know, you, I, you think, I think I'm that dumb that I'm going to accept this. Yeah. And that's what upset me okay. about this film. You know, I shouldn't be, it was a partial problem I had with the Batman film. I shouldn't be smarter than Batman. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't. And I shouldn't be smarter than the people in this movie who, and it's about a bank robbery gone wrong, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal and, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? I Abdul Mahin. Abdul Mahin II. They're brothers air quotes, yeah, figured that one out. Uh, and the bank robbery they have goes wrong. They hijack a ambulance, and they're going to get away somehow. And in the back is the EMT, uh, the most gorgeous EMT in the history of EMT-ness. And, of course, she would never do this job, Eliza uh, uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. And she's treating a cop that's been shot twice by one of the robbers. And they're going to make a getaway, and somehow or another, they are able to drive all over Los Angeles. With no traffic. Yeah, that was one I've thing. never seen that. They're like, on the ever. highway. There's no traffic. Unbelievable. That none of the cops are smart enough to put out one of those spiky nail things. Right. That I've or seen. Or close an exit. Close an exit. <laughs> or that there's one scene where they've got sharpshooters. They're going to blow the two guys' heads off. And we were both like, why don't you just shoot the tires? <laughs> just, just shoot the tires. You know, it's just, I felt dumber as I walked out. That you know what I, I have to say, we had a lot of fun at one point in that movie, because Jake Gyllenhaal's character, mm-hmm. what was his name? Danny. Danny. Danny Sharp. Danny 
Danny Sharp. Danny Sharp. Danny Sharp put his headphones on and started listening to the crisscross song, Sailing. Mm. And you guys, Chuck and I belted it out because we were in the Dolby Digital Surround Sound mm. Theater, which meant that I think no one else could no hear, could us. hear <laughs> us. No, because that thing, yeah, you're, you'll, you have bleeding eardrums walking out of this thing. Uh, you know, and I know I was talking to you about your lunch. And I think I asked how your daughter was, because that was just the type of film that it, it was. was. It was and, and we narrated. Actually, it would have been pretty funny to have a video of us commenting on everything that was going yes. on in the movie, because I don't know about you, but I think we were rather entertaining to one another as we're watching we, this I, unentertaining movie. I'm glad you were there with me, because I oh, would I not have gotten through it. Yeah, this has Mystery Science Theater written all over it. And the more you drink while watching this, I mean, the better right. the comments would be. But uh, yeah, no, this film pissed me off. Uh, and again, I, you and I talked afterwards, and I'm never seeing any of this man's films again. I Michael won't either. I'm, I'm, done. I'm done with them. I really am. It's it's kind of sad because you had pointed out a couple movies that were actually decent that he has made in the past. But, man, his track record is like an 80% of crap. And you gave this a zero, zero. star. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can only think of like maybe one or two other movies you've ever given a zero to. Well, I think they're going to happen more often. Yeah. You know, because, again, I'm, I'm out of patience with so much of this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and the other thing I can't figure out is it's still trending positive on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now because I've added my review, and I know you added yours. But, yeah, it was trending positive in the 70s, and last time I checked, it had dropped to the 60s. But somehow or another, yeah, this is still, oh, 67% positive it's dropping. Right, it but, opens I mean, tonight, it, right? It, it opens, yeah, tonight, Thursday, tomorrow, 96 Thursday. reviews so far. So still a lot to come in. But if this ends up being positive. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's just one degree more positive than Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2, which, <laughs> which we did not which see. We sorry, again. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry again. Maybe, maybe number three we'll see. Well, let's hope or so. Or not. <laughs> I, I saw the first one. It, it had moments. Okay. It had moments. You know in the second one, Idris Elba is a voice. Well, I need a little more than Idris Elba's voice. voice. Although, yeah, although like, his voice is pretty beautiful. Got a good voice, yeah. <laughs> well, and then we saw another one that's, that's that we're kind of on the fence on. You know, you know, one that yeah. kind of liked, kind of didn't. We could again one there where they should have called this, and we could have told them what to do. Right on right. Netflix. Yeah, the the Metal Lords. Metal um, Lords. It's a teeny bopper coming of age movie. Um, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, you did. did. Mm -hmm. um, I love the the two young actors, and I had to write their names down because I'm bad. Yeah, I wasn't familiar that. with them. So the two boys are in this metal band, and they they live for metal, especially the young boy Hunter. And Hunter's got kind of a, a dysfunctional family, and there's something going on in the other boy's life, too, and I'm not quite sure what it is. And that's one of the issues that you have with this movie yeah. is we don't get enough background information. So these boys want to go into the Battle of the Bands and win the Battle of the Bands, but they really need a third person. They need a bass player, and this young Emily happens to play the cello, which means that she can play the bass. Mm -hmm. um, and... The boys struggle with bullying. The boys struggle with, you know, who they are and identity and, you know, what love is. And, I mean, all the typical teenage angst stuff that kids go through. Um, but I really enjoyed these characters. These young boys were phenomenal in their roles. And the boy who played um, Hunter, Ad Adrian Greensmith, mm -hmm. he was incredible. And you, both you and I were saying, is there any way he could have faked how he played the guitar? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. He was uh, good. And like I say, I, I think this was his first film and that he is uh, you know, more a mus musician by trade. 
Oh, it's Jade. I'm sorry. Jaden Martell plays Kevin. Kevin is the character. Kevin, name. that's right. Yeah. Kevin, yeah. And I liked him, too, because that actor, you could see he was learning how to play the drums. Right. And that whole sequence, I thought, was really good, mm -hmm. where he's starting to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. And he's starting to figure the whole thing out about what love is and what friendship is, too, and what it means to be mm -hmm. a friend and balancing all of that out. Um, I thought it was a, a sweet film. I think that... I wish they would have had a little bit more about the, the family background, yeah. too. It was almost as if they were non-existent, with the exception of Brett Gelman playing um, Hunter's father, who was this... Who was a stereotype. Yeah. He was this, this big, fat, balding, middle-aged man who was a, a plastic surgeon, mm -hmm. and they made a few really funny jokes with that. I, yeah. love, I love Brett Gelman. I really like right. him. Um, so, yeah, just needed a little bit more meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I it was fine. I think kids are going to like it. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, you know what? It's it's. There's another movie out on Disney Plus called um, Better Nate Than Ever. Mm -hmm. I loved that movie. That one is totally inspiring and uplifting and about a boy who just doesn't fit in. Again, the same kind of tropes that we have in all these teenage movies. You just don't fit in. How am I going to fit in? I get picked on. I what do I do? It. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a little bit more G-rated. So if you want a film that you can watch as a family, that's a little bit more G-rated. If you're a little bit more comfortable dropping a couple F-bombs with your kids, then maybe Metal Lords is a little bit more appropriate. And you mm -hmm. can talk about some of the issues that they go up against with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's enough with that okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you saw uh, The Automat, and that's not playing anywhere yeah. locally, but we do have listeners in, in New York, Ireland, England. We've got listeners all over the place. Did you not get around to that one? I watched half of it. I did not mm -hmm. make it through the, the rest of it. I had a time constraint. Yeah, I, I think it's also available on uh, pay-per-view. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. so you can, you can get it at home, The Automat. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I had heard about this. I had yeah. heard about The Automat, and... Uh, seen it in old movies, uh, and this documentary is about the history of this thing, yeah. how it um, came about. Uh, these two guys who were just kind of uh, had both had failed enterprises uh, from Philadelphia. One of them was from Philadelphia. Right. One was from New York, and they just come together with this brilliant idea of, you know, a cafeteria slash restaurant thing slash vending machine yeah where yeah where you know yeah. all the food is behind a glass in, in these huge wall that's of like small boxes and you see what the food is behind the glass and it used to be a nickel yeah say so a nickel put a nickel in you get a piece of pie put a nickel in you get a sandwich put it you know and just it, it was fascinating just so many fascinating things because the, the documentary talks about how this becomes a cultural touchstone uh especially in new york where they have their their largest expansion uh, how immigrants would flock there. Uh, you know, the food was cheap. Uh, you would run into people who were, had similar experiences to. They didn't rush you out. So it could become a meeting place. Mm -hmm. uh, I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. Um, and just also how they talked about the growth of this thing, because apparently they also had stores. They also had stores uh, that uh, would open up in neighborhoods. Uh, and the, their whole slogan was, you know, take care of mom, you know, so she doesn't have to cook, you know, yeah. come and get something. And they had great interviews, Colin Powell, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Elliot Gould, Mel Brooks. Yes, he's a part of that. You know, all of them remembering this place oh. and, and what it meant. And if you're over 50 and you're from New York, you're going to know that you have been there because it's going to bring back a lot of memories. I didn't realize it had lasted as long as it did, yeah. that the last one closed in 1991. Was it? Okay. Yeah, 1991, okay. they said. Uh, and they said that at its height, they were feeding 800,000 people a day. 
You know, I wonder if there'll be any kind of a resurgence of the concept of that, because think of how COVID-friendly that is. It is. It you is. Know? Nobody's uh, serving. There's Everything's behind glass. Mm-hmm. Everything is a vending machine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you, did you get to the point to where the woman who made the film uh, found at an antique shop? She found some of the... Uh, 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 one wall oh, of no. these compartments. Yeah, no. she found okay. them. Okay. And uh, was just marveling oh, at, cool. at that they could, you know, still, some of them could still exist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 that would be interesting for code, but what would you charge nowadays? That's the problem. It would be an Apple Pay. <laughs> You'd hold your phone up. <laughs> and there would be no coins. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But just, it, it's something that, you know, after I watched the film, I was like, damn, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't have that. I mean, because, you know, I love how all the people, the, the people they interview, would rave about the things that they loved. Right. You know, the lemon pie, the this, the that, the other. So. Yeah, lemon meringue. Um, and I was trying to think, I, I thought that we had one in our hometown. I know that I've been to one. Mm-hmm. I'm from New York State. Um, and I'm trying to think, the first time I went to New York City was like in 1987-ish. So, so maybe it was then would still that be I had, there. Yeah. yeah, so maybe I had stopped in there. I know I stopped in Harlem for a little bit, Harlem mm-hmm. Wasn't what it is now. It's sure. a little, it was a little different back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's. I have a memory of it. I just can't place when it was or where. Yeah, so. Automat. It. Uh, I really liked it, and I haven't been watching a lot of documentaries, but I really like this one. There's another documentary that came out that is. It's it's good. Um, it's uplifting. It's a March Madness kind of film. It's called Alaska Nets. It's about a group of people Native in Alaska. Americans? They are Native American. And um, they live for basketball. Unfortunately, they also die for basketball, which is not a good thing. What's the name of this? Alaska Nuts. Um, And it's the Metlakatla. You nailed that. I did, didn't I? (laughs) I'm sure I did not. Um, And they, uh, it's a very small-knit group of people. And as I said before, they live for basketball. They live for a championship. And they had a championship championship. 40 years ago. And they think that they should be able to have a championship every single year. And they can't. And there are children who, they they all have a very different way of life. The film explores the difficulties that these people have. Um, their their fishing industries and how they're going downhill, how they can't make ends meet. And they really focus on a couple of kids on the team that are cousins and the rivalry and the pressure that each of these boys has within their own family as well as the town and the pressure the coach has in order to win. You said they die for basketball too. There, in the, the history of this town, there have been multiple suicides because oh, Jesus. Okay, they so. couldn't make it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're really taking this so, seriously. Yeah. So the you know they interview the teachers and the principal and the principal's like we got to show these kids that there's more to life than basketball, but basketball can be a springboard avenue out of here. to to have other sure. things, and that's what these kids aren't getting. They have a very narrow focus on helping the family, which is not a bad thing, and contributing by fishing and diving, diving, which is a really dangerous yeah, thing very to dangerous. do. But they do it because the fishing industry and netting is is just not producing what it used to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, so it touches on a lot of different aspects of of life and for this this town and traveling. Man, talk about an away game. Oh, I they, can't imagine. They it's fly. They they're they gone are. for a week. <laughs> so grades are an issue as well. I think you know it's it's an inspiring film. It loses focus a little bit. It meanders a little bit too much on down different platforms. But I think in the end, it's 
uplifting. Can you get on, that on pay-per-view? Because I am not aware of this one. I'm going to have I to hunt this one I believe that, you know what, I will post something on our Facebook page. I believe that you can stream it, and I will let you guys know. Yeah, I'm trying to find that out, because this sounds good. Yeah, sounds I, good. I think you would like it. I really do. Okay, I'll look for that one. The other thing is, make sure you stream. If you do not have Apple TV, get it, get it now, and watch Severance. Trust okay. me. All right. The finale, season one, episode nine, is Friday. If you're listening okay. and I'm posting this tomorrow, that's today. That's today. All right. <laughs> Watch it. So I'll catch up. Yeah. And I know you were over the moon because they said season two is coming. Oh, yes. They announced season two. I'm so excited. Ben Stiller directs this baby, so and he does a phenomenal job with Adam Scott starring in the film. All right. Okay. So, sounds like a full week. All I right. to watch. Yes, and next uh, week. we'll be back next week to talk about a few other things and also Ebert Fest where we're going to appear. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. Cheers.